you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. We're streaming everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the LinkedIn's. Nice. And that's it. The Facebook, the earbook, the iBook, and all the whole body part book. You know what I'm most excited about uh, as far as social channels uh, is Twitter. I, I'm actually, I think Elon can can really do something with that. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's interesting. There's going to be a, there's going to be a flip flop of advertising, I think. Um, you know, brands that didn't want to are now going to and the brands that did want to are not now not wanting to. Yeah, there's been a big advertising shift. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, What's Twitter reverse? I don't know what that looks like yet. What's you know? Twitter reverse? <laughs> we have to find out. It is red to red twit. Let's see. Hold on. I'm actually gonna do that. Yeah, red twit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's that's what we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see what it looks like. We're gonna have to contend with that. Um, I'm I'm excited though. And Twitter. You know, with Elon taking over, I know that there's, you know, I'm not going to get political about it, but the changes are- Freedom! (laughs) (laughs) The new new mascot of Twitter is just a bald eagle. That's so funny. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's appropriate for us to comment on because it impacts what we do directly. I do think that there has been um, more censorship than is appropriate for content networks specifically. And it would be interesting to see somebody who stands on the line of, you know, let's say less censorship on the spectrum and what he's able to do with that. Yeah. And it's always been such a point of contention for so many people because it's like, okay, so you take government funds as subsidization, but then you don't follow the law. law. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, huh, that's interesting. It's like the UPS, like the USPS and be like, no, you're not allowed to speak in here. It's like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure it's like that at the USPS. I think they're not. I think you just nailed it, John. That's what I think. I don't know what the USPS is like. Wait a minute. Why didn't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We already got the chats rolling in. Hey, everybody. It's hey, y'all. Just so you know, for the, the questions, I'm, I, I tried all the fancy little polls and whatever, and everybody came back and said, Custom, you're an idiot. You suck at moderating these calls. We're just going to stick with the chat. So drop your questions in chat. If one person's asking 15 questions, I'm just going to start skipping you. So ask your best questions first. Don't worry about asking questions. Keep them coming. If we can get to you, we will. But I'm going to try to spread it out and do my best. And I hope everybody's willing to uh, live with that. I want to just real quick shout out all of our new members um, who we appreciate. we got Max Vanders, Abir Syed, Chris Horridge, Steve Babulo. Sorry, I mispronounced that. Oana Glavin, Glenn Sewell. Appreciate you being here. And then it looks like uh, Anime Laboratory, all you guys were here for last week. So thank you so much for uh, uh, supporting our channel. And we're going to dive right into questions, John. How do you feel? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Dylan, hey, guys. Recommended time for having TCPAT ROAS off before getting back when scaling. Stair-step approaches, two weeks off learning. Question mark. Let's see. Recommended time. You know what's interesting is, uh, and Dylan, uh, what campaign type? Because if we're talking still Spark Shopping or Performance Max, it's a way different answer. Um, everything that we <laughs> we knew about Performance Max, or sorry, Smart Shopping, really doesn't equate into into Performance Max at all. Smart Shopping, Performance Max could not be further from each other. It is Which exactly is funny because there's a one one click upgrade button instead of Smart Shopping. Like these things are diametrically opposed, and Google's like, "Don't worry, we'll we'll fix it for you." It's really odd. Um, smart shopping, just as a in a nutshell, and that's why I think this is important to think about TROAS. To understand the audience's smart shopping, and this comes right from Google, which I, I know it, it's Google. <laughs> which means it's a lie. <laughs> means, uh, was the way that smart shopping worked well is if you're on standard shopping, you're paying ten dollars a click. If you're on smart shopping, you're paying two. Well, that's weird. Why? Because you're getting a $10 click and then nine remarketing display clicks that average two. So what that does when you have a TCPRT ROAS means, okay, Google, you're getting clicks off these people. Who do you think is going to convert? All right, well, I'm, I'm trying for these 10, but I think these four are going to convert. 
Cool. Just go after those four. All right. Nailed it. And then everything's good. And then it decays. And then you have to open it back up and then redo it over again. Performance Max is 80% those $10 clicks on shopping. But also the $2 clicks cold on YouTube and the dollar clicks on display and the 50 cent clicks on Discover. It's going after new traffic. So what's a TCP and TROS predictability on pure cold traffic that's never been to your site before? Google doesn't even know that very well. So what we found to be best is, if possible, and it's completely different with every client, and that's what's horrible. If possible, you can leverage the people that's you've been awesome warming up. That's what's awesome for us as an agency. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny. It's like if you've been warming up clients or traffic for a long time, switching over to Performance Max, it's going to be up to Performance Max whether it thinks those are going to convert. And if it will, it'll go after them. If it does not think it's going to convert, it's just going to wipe them and start cold. So it's that point of delineation is, is it going to work like my smart shopping or is it getting cold traffic is, well, does Google think it can convert them or not? So when you run a TCP and TROS on Performance Max, I actually don't run TCPA or, or, uh, or TROS on Performance Max very much at all. Um, one of the reasons being is that I've set a 0.5 CPA goal, uh, TCPA goal on a Performance Max campaign. So a 50% uh, goal and I got 470 because they say, hey, I think these people are going to convert and it did, but my traffic just drove down way too much. So my ROAS was fantastic. It just didn't know anything about these people because everyone's still cold. So what we I found to be a better way is to not use a TROS, not use a TCPA, but simply do the stair-step approach without flicking that 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 budget or that bidding strategy on and off. What I mean is that is start at like 100, then go to 110, then go to 120, then go to 130, then go to 140 of, of a budget. Scale it up slowly. You can scale up fast and it will get there, but it's it's much better and much more consistent. And I've been able to hold four and 500 ROAS on cold traffic. I see the insights by by walking it up that way. But again, it's the only thing they want to change while you're scaling. You don't want to like add $100 and then add 15 new asset groups and then like take away two. You just want to slow and steady wins the race because it is very, very, very cold traffic. So what you're teaching Google is, okay, I have no idea if this, is gonna, this person is going to convert. But the last 12 people that looked like that person did. Right. So yeah, I'm going to go after you. That's what you're doing is you're right. teaching it who to tar start to target, not who to try to remarket. This is a, a mild departure, but I think it's I think it's going to be a positive inclusion in our conversation. It's just me justifying the fact that I'm about to bogart this entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, this is nuts. So first of all, uh, I called this because somebody when I went to go speak at Joe Polish's event, Genius Network. Sorry, I'm just going to kill my camera just for a minute, everyone. I'm still here. I just see this. Oh, that helps a lot. Thank you. Sorry, yeah. my internet's horrible. So I was at Genius Network and this gal asked a question. She goes, do you think Google's a buy from a stock perspective? And I'm like, well, why would you ask me that? All I do is lose money in stocks. And she goes, well, you <laughs> just told me that Google's about to monetize, you know, 98% of their inventory up until this point wasn't being monetized or at least not monetized efficiently. And now that you think they're going to be able to monetize all that inventory. And I said, yeah, that's true. And she goes, well, then I think Google's going to whatever. And so I've been stealing her note. Pmax is driving massive amounts of profitability for Google. When you, I mean, you know, up 24%, which for a company that's making billions of dollars is, is freaking insane. Um, huh. And what's cool is where agencies and thought leaders are ignoring Pmax, all the small businesses are rushing to it because it's easier to use. And I, I liked this little soundbite. Performance Max campaigns had a 40% lower cost per acquisition and 15 times higher conversion rate. Now we know the higher conversion rates because they're delivering a bunch of bot traffic. Um, and click farms and horseshit. But the, 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 the thing that I want to come back to is up until this point, Google has not adequately monetized its display traffic, which is 95% of its traffic. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden Google is taking its, its, its largest traffic canister and it's beginning to sell it to us and it's doing so efficiently. That's really something to pay attention to. Yeah, well, the other part too that I think is is a bit dishonest uh, is it's all dishonest. <laughs> well, the other part too is like those conversion rates. Um, I had a talk with Google yesterday, and they said, "Hey, what if we delivered you like what's working for competitors?" I'm like, "Yeah, I would love that." And I said, "How are the competitors tracking those conversions? Like, is it time on page and page of procession and like adding cards?" Oh, so like, yeah. they're like, "Well, yes." I'm like, "I don't want it." <laughs> so, well, but did you see they gave us conversions uh, this morning? Osama dropped in at a chat. We don't have just well some some users. This is really weird, dude. Some users in in the same account, Osama can see conversions and all conversions. I can only see all conversions. 
Mm-hmm. FA can't see it, but Caden can. It's really it's strange. Yeah, and what Google's rolling out the update, and they've never been consistent with it. Like new customer acquisition only just became live to all advertisers except for like a thousand. <laughs> but so that's what's weird is it's in the account for one admin, but not for the other admins. So two different admins in the same account have different features. It, they roll it out to your login. And that's why whenever like I've I've been on Google when when they updated and because I'm on Google literally every hours a day. Yeah. And it's like a new version's available. And you're like, oh, and you click refresh that big tag that comes up at the top and then all of a sudden you get like a new feature mm-hmm. so it's based on your login it's not based on the account which is weird that is weird um, yeah cool let's get back to questions how to optimize the pmax using ga google analytics well one thing i would say uh be very careful about using your own data especially in google analytics my opinion is because performance max is going to try to scoop up anybody that's most relevant. I actually have taken over a campaign this last week of a client that couldn't scale PMAX. And because the only thing that they were targeting were existing site traffic. So Google's like, okay, that's that's my target. And I'll expand out when needed, but that expansion's 10, 20%. So they they got a really good ROAS and they doubled the budget and the ROAS didn't move, the sales didn't move. And I'm like, well, that's because they're existing, you're built a basically a big marketing campaign. So when you're looking at adding in your own Google Analytics audiences is what I'm interpreting this as. Um, just be mindful of that that is going to be a hard target. That signal is not a signal. It is a hard target. They call it a signal because it says, okay, if it didn't find anything else, it's just going to go off on its own. Right. So that's why multiple asset groups and multiple signals and segmentation is extremely important so that you limit where it can go off on its own, but you have expansion opportunity built into every single one of your hard targets. Uh, next. Hey, what's up, hey. guys? Max Vanders. I don't think I know you, Max, but I like you. Uh, <laughs> Theodore, uh, a beer. Right. I just like shouting people out. This if you're cool. showing up, you know we should like. Seriously, yeah. Thanks, thanks all of you for for being here. This is this is a lot of fun. Uh, John, is there any point in doing multiple asset groups in Pmax for lead generation since you can't see which ones are? Yes. Um, so. Why well, do we need that whole thing just so we get it on the video? Oh, yeah. So, John, is there any point in doing multiple asset groups in performance backs for lead generation since you can't see what ones are working better than others? And what this question is, is listing groups. Usually you will see the difference. But again, listing groups is not all performance max. That's just your shopping portion of your, of your performance max. So it still functions the same way where they got to blend all together on other channels. But the lead generation, what I like to do, is run multiple campaigns to those hard targets. And I have one asset group per campaign. So one asset group go into that target, different campaign on the, with one asset group to, to a different target. And then I label the campaigns, those target names, so I can see, okay, how is this target versus that target versus that target versus that target doing? Then you have the ability to also, which isn't a functionality of Google yet, um, but you can use UTM parameters at a campaign, since that's the only UTM parameter that, that Performance Max will send. And you can say, aha, this audience is delivering that lead that landed in the CRM that converted. This campaign is not. You know, you can identify lead quality based on your target. Uh, cool. Can I just pause you there? Because I, I know I'm going to get shot down here. I always do. But multiple campaigns, and I understand why for lead generation, um, aren't you worried about the remarketing? Like the cross pollinators oh. lack thereof, especially if it's a content-rich site. Yeah, well, this is where CRM tools become even more valuable. So if you're using first click and last click, because you can do that with UTM parameters, that's what you can kind of see is what was the first click, regardless of what was remarketed, even if a different campaign remarkets that first click. To, um, so a click in one campaign, then a remarket okay. click in a different campaign. The first and last, you'll be able to see that. It um, almost has to be first click, right? Like. Right. And a lot of it says lead generation remarketing, yes, is important. Um, but 90% of lead generation clients have all the 90%, sorry, 90% of all lead generation clients have their conversions happen within one click. Um, typically. 90% of all lead generation clients have, have their conversions happen within one click. Yeah. I yeah, want to fight you so hard on that. For real? What happened to the 500 touch points, et cetera, et cetera? Are you just saying within the trackable sequence? not impressions as touch points but clicks mm. so when you click on that um that conversion is is going to be uh how do i describe that i'm mean, actually get an account that spends a high level I'll, I'll share this here um if you are you see youtube and then see a display and then see a discover i'm not counting those as clicks um 
because that's not when they start to engage uh, from a click perspective. And if a click, if I see more clicks in commonality of a performance max campaign delivering better quality leads, yes, I'm gonna invest more. Even if the second click is on a different campaign, I can scale the first point of interest. I can't scale the remarketing. I should scale the remarketing. Um, but that's what's really interesting is the, the campaigns and what you're looking at is going to be essentially like the days to conversion and then your attribution model of, uh, let me do it here, let me do this. Uh, While you're looking at that, I just yeah. want to raise a, a, a additional objection, which is I think that part of the reason we're seeing so many click to conversions in lead generation campaigns is a confirmation bias because we run bottom of the funnel lead generation campaigns. So if you're running top of the funnel or middle of the funnel, then maybe you'd see more or, you know, longer timelines, longer attribution windows, those types of things. Mm -hmm. I would agree. All right. Um, it just says no results. I'm getting this. <laughs> um, I'm not giving up. There we are. So this is what you're able to see. Um, do I have anything? That uh, should be okay to share. I shouldn't. You're going to see a... Everybody right. be cool. Yes, yeah, everyone be cool. All right, so let me do this. Let me share screen. Um, share screen on this window. Okay. Here's what you're looking at. This is last 30 days. One click, 212 out of 650. One click, 121, and adding up to that. One click, one click. And out of 650, my two clicks, I have one at 32. This is all one click, one click, two clicks. This is two clicks. Now, this is where you're going to see, aha, it's a different performance max click from a different click from DSA. So I have one remarketing that has, quote, unquote, changed campaigns. So this is where you would look to say, okay, if I'm tracking this, I can have two clicks, two different performance max clicks. Yes, th that's 32 out of 650, though. So it's not a big, not a big metric. That's where well, the change in UTM parameters are coming. I see this consistently across the board. So it's not to say that they're my, my clicks to conversion. Sometimes, yeah, you do have more engagements like I saw YouTube and then, but the point of click for lead generation, 90% of the time you should be okay. Dave Fogel, second question. Are you running two PMAX, one for new customers only and one normal? Ah, <laughs> I love this topic because Google pulled a bait and switch before. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> oh, shock, I know. So here's what's interesting. Google originally had the new versus returning. And then they said, when you have new customers only, you're still going to market to new and you're going to market to returning. But if a returning customer makes a purchase, you don't see conversion value. If a new customer makes a purchase, you see conversion value. And then it was just released. And now it is actually, we're not even going to show ads to your repeat. I'm like, that's cool. But what about, what about my repeat now? <laughs> like, if I run two, I can run one to new customers only and repeat, and I can run another one to new customers only. I cannot yet run a one to existing customers and one to just new. So you have two campaigns going after the same target, knowing that these can remarket the whole bunch. I don't like that structure. So that part was interesting is if I have a new customer only, and I launch another one that's also going after new customers, you're going to see those two bounce around and fight over the same person. And when one campaign runs out of Aspen, the other one just simply picks it up. But what happens to your existing now? It's a bit of a wishy-washy thing. We use Norbeam, so I'm actually using the additional value where I bid higher for new customers because a lot of clients have good LTV that I don't want to just get rid of. Um, we have actually seen even returning traffic be lost by bidding less on the brand name. And this is to the tune of a few million dollars a month. Like there's a lot of data here that supports this in multiple clients. So I'm not going to use it until I have the capability to use a new and a returning only. The reason is because I want to set a TCPA or a ROAS on new versus returning. I can't use a bidding strategy that's like, eh, kind of sort of blended and then only one. It's not going to work. Why? Well, if you have a new customer only, your CPA is going to be really low. But if you have your new and existing customer, what is that CPA? It's going to be higher, right? Well, then that just means that the other one's going to take over priority, right? Well, crap. Well, bidding strategy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the bidding strategy is also going to be really, really different because that bidding strategy is going to decide what campaign wins. It's too messy. I'm not going to use it yet. Uh, Dave said that's it for now. So Cosmo doesn't skip me. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate <laughs> you. 
Uh, Arms of Andes, our biggest sale is over the autumn uh, and winter months. But since Pmax takes a few months to learn, wouldn't this learning period be biased over the summer months? When is best to launch for seasonality? It would be. Very, very would be. I would actually run this three weeks before a busy season to a month. Like Cosm, you are looking very inquisitive right now. Well, I'm, Google has uh, uh, seasonality. Uh, I just don't know if it applies to Performance Max. So Google has a feature that allows you to apply a seasonality window to all of your campaigns and say, hey, just FYI, we think that there's going to be a big spike from a seasonal perspective. And uh, dude, it's been months since I've messed with the damn thing, but I'm curious if it would apply to Performance Max. Well, here's what I found because we have a lot of clients with seasonality. One is a hammock company. And I was running at 3x over what I was running last year on Performance Max one month prior to the busy season kicking in. I was limiting my ad spend into not going below a 3x ROAS. So I was spending like $1,500 a day. And now that the business season kicked in, I I just feed this thing. Like it's just a it's an unstoppable machine. I went from like fifteen hundred to like oh my god two grand twenty five hundred. Like it just it just rolls up and, and it starts to perform really well because the busy season. Think about think about what Google knows about a person. The busy season doesn't happen this way, where you like wake up one day you're like hammock, it's time <laughs> and you go and you go by hammock. You say, hey, it's getting warmer out. Maybe think about a hammock. Like, let's start to do some research. Let's think about what brands are out there. And I'm going to start to do when it's time, I'm going to make my decision. That's when you start PMAX is when people start to think, not before they start to buy. So if you have three to four weeks prior to that, you're learning on people that have high interest. ROAS is going to be low, so limit your spend. But when those people start to convert, Google's going to know about them. Okay, so this is what I was talking about. And it doesn't look like it's going to be applicable. Um, so it, it, you can create seasonality adjustments inside of Google ads. The problem is, is under campaign types, it says search display shopping, but Pmax would have to be its own campaign type, right? Uh, yeah. I love that Google releases things and they're like, oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> we forgot the most important thing. <laughs> oh man. That's so funny because this would actually be super helpful to have with Performance Max, especially, you know, like Arms of Andy's, uh, their issue. I feel like if you could overlay this on top of Performance Max just to keep Google from like flying off in a direction, that would be really helpful. <laughs> but it doesn't look like they're going to let us do that. <laughs> no, no, the good old fashioned Google. They give you like half a bill bridge and like you figure it out. That's so funny. A <laughs> uh, beer. Yeah. An account is set to first click attribution. Would that mean that Pmax will ignore anyone that has clicked on a search ad in the last 30 days because it wouldn't get any conversion credit? No. So good question. It very good question. I love this up here. Now, it just decides that Pmax is the first click and anything that happened <laughs> beforehand doesn't matter. I refute your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> so here's what I did. It's actually strategic. You'll have to understand your sales cycle. You set your attribution appropriately what you're doing, which is good. Now, here's what I mean by that. If you want Google Performance Max to take credit on a return click, you can just be careful of who is returning click. What I mean by that is I normally like to set first click because yes, it will, it will not ignore, it will not report on that first click. It will still remark it, you'll still spend the money and you will convert them. The other campaign's gonna get the credit. I actually have a really, really, really cool example of this. Uh, this is from a big VC company, so I can't share their name. No, I can't. Anyway, um, we have a client that spends 80K a month, and we just transitioned them from Smart Shopping to Performance Max. Smart, Smart Shopping was doing a lot of remarketing on existing customers, and they would purchase multiple times a year. So because of that, the first sales worth 12 bucks, the second sales worth 3,500. Good. Now, for smart shopping, you couldn't you couldn't screw it up. You're like, I don't know, a dollar a day, a million dollars a day, like two dollars. And it's like, well, it's like, yeah, but those people are coming back and spending five grand. So here's your ROAS. And it's like, okay, cool. Like this thing just didn't care. It was just scooping up all those returning customers that keep spending and spending and spending. And it's like, oh, I woke up one day and I didn't spend a dime, but I got a 400 ROAS somehow. Um, like or four hundred or four thousand dollar value somehow. So it was it was crazy. When we launched Performance Max, though, I kept first click on. And what I saw was that my performance max campaign had horrible ROAS and horrible conversion value. 
but it kept gaining in clicks, it kept gaining in conversions. And then when you look at the all campaigns, the ones that were paused, the conversion by conversion time, you'll see that it spent zero and made 27,000. Mm. Now the overall account still holds a 4X ROAS. Over time, that would atrophy though, right? It's just all the previous, correct. yeah. After 90 days, correct. But what I did though, is I did not want my Performance Max campaign to scoop up those fast, easy, cheap wins that I didn't have to work for. So I purposely removed it from Performance Max so it had to find them on its own. The ROAS is terrible though, because it's spending money getting conversions, it just doesn't get credit. So the ROAS looks bad. You're just still making those sales, so you win. But just know that, do you want it to give credit? Yes or no? If not, it's gonna have bad performance, keep going. If yes, it's gonna have good performance, just know that it's gonna work a little bit less hard, be a little bit less scale and try a little bit less hard because it already hit the goal for the day. Remember, target cost per, or sorry, uh, uh, maximized conversion value with no T-ROAS defaults to 200. So if it wakes up one day and already has three sales and spent a buck, it's like, all right, cool, I'm done for the day. Google told us that, right? But I haven't found any documentation that states that explicitly. I had a, like the, the product team join us on a call. It was funny is me and the product person. I was like, I think like, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna use that. Like, like, that's a good idea. And the other person on the call was like, uh, okay. Like she didn't really know what's going on. Me and the product person were like wrapping back and forth. And I'm like, is it 150? She goes, it was 150. It actually was racing 200 right now. And the person that brought me in on the call, my, my contact that was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Like, dude, that's so frustrating because there's, we have clients that need a, need a, a one X ROAS, mm -hmm. you know, it was like, funny consumables, strong LTVs, whatever. You know the best part? <clears throat> I said, here's my, my stupid idea and I'm not going to do it. I said, it defaults to 200. So I'm just going to run. <laughs> I said, I'm going to turn on t Rose and put it to 50. She goes, and I'm like, I'm just going to run maximize conversions instead. She goes, yeah, you're taking the bidding strategy, removing the bidding strategy, part of the bidding strategy. <laughs> I was like, all right, so if I'm just going to run maximize conversions and whatever row as I get, I get, I just have a TCPA based on my average car value. She goes, yep. Yeah. That's way to do it. I'm like, God, this is so dumb. But yeah, this is why we're, we exist. It's <laughs> to make the weird mistakes and find out the oddities so you don't have to. Yeah, this freaking big brother horseshit. By the way, we just got money. Aaron Michael gave us two bucks. Thank you, Aaron. And then That's he bad. gave us five bucks. Um, oh. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he felt bad about the two bucks. He's like, Here, here's, here's a little more. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Feel like one of those commercials where it's like you know the kid that's in like the poor country the fly on his face and like <laughs> probably two dollars a day <laughs> we can support your google ads agency yeah um uh, uh we cool. just did a beers Khalid john do you think allowing uh the google ads customer match is a good thing for pmax campaigns uh oh so again i try not to give google any of our own data um honestly Every time I've given Google data, customer match, uh, upload our own data, even set up retargeting for performance max specifically, it goes there and it tries that. Remember, it's a dumb machine that wants two things, conversions and cheap conversions. That's what it wants, period. That's CPA, that's ROAS, everything runs off of two conversions that are cheap. That's the two kind of points. So when you upload your customer list, if you put it as an insight or as a, as, a, as a signal, you're gonna get the cheap conversions of your existing customers. But if you want it, if you uploaded your customer match list in smart shopping, then you get to find it in performance max. It doesn't matter unless you're gonna use it somehow. So yes, I would upload your list, but <laughs> how you're gonna use it, maybe you don't even need to. So <laughs> it depends. Um, if you want to upload your list, what I have seen some good performance is bidding higher for new customers. Remember the old um, smart shopping thing when you can optimize for new customer acquisition and add that? That actually works really well in Performance Max. It does. I've seen it raise CPCs. I've seen it. I've seen it work really well. So that but it messes with your data again, doesn't it? You're modifying the value of a new customer. No, remember, remember Google gave me my column I asked for, and I was like, we were all freaking out because I was like, oh my god, I asked for Google about this, and oh, now yeah. it's here. Yeah. So there's something called uh, I forget the actual. I'm gonna mess up the name. It's called like True Value or something like that. Um, but Google gave you a column now that you can use. I forget exactly where it is. I'll see if I can I show it. I forgot you got a column in Google. I got a column. They built a column. Like getting your name on the moon. Like that's a pretty I big know. It was so funny. I uh, Is it purchase value? No. It's, it's on here. I'll see if I can find it. But something, it's called like... Um, I don't remember. I'll have to see if I can find it because it's only in like sort of specific view. It's not like the count view or I think it's at like the, oh, oh, anyway, I'll see if I can find it later. 
but um what's interesting is there's a there's a new column now and i, I screenshot it. i'll see is it purchase value value adjustment oh well i forget it's called like true value or something like that and that is the actual money you made without the inflated uh new customer acquisition uh revenue attributed to the first sale so you can still see it so your answer for Khalid just going back is yes you can use your customer list or your data but don't rely on how it. Oh, well how how yeah. uh, if you upload your customer list what are you going to do with it are you going to target them be prepared for a lot of returning brand conversions or or are you going to use it to bid higher for the people that are not on that list then that's good mm. so you can upload it but what do you do with it and there's good and bad for what you're going to do Dylan's got a follow-up. So I started with our budget being too high. Same process, 10 by 10, stepping the budget back down. I think this was in relation to our previous conversation, but I don't remember the context. We were talking about when do you stair-step with TCP and T-Roas, turning it on and off. So I started with our budget being too high. Same process by 10. 10 by 10, stepping the budget back down. I'm not sure what that means, Dylan. I'm sorry. Can you elaborate a bit? It's a riddle. <laughs> more context i'm going to move on until we get you dan rosette what up dan hey. uh i have 42 asset groups nice dude every pmax campaign that i've been in for every prospect that we've had has one asset group all of them, <laughs> yeah. all of them. And, and nobody creates like it's like they're allergic to it or something so good job 42 asset groups and overall my ROAS is good but is uh not as good as i want should i turn on target ROAS? i also want to scale very hard while keeping my ROAS higher than 300 percent got it so it depends on timing the official word from google uh last week was it takes three weeks after a change before the change is fully felt uh we have another uh consulting client and um daniel if you're watching hey hey man uh that that we work with that he was creating like a new asset group every week and row is like we go like 300 then 400 then 300 then 300 then like 280 then 400 and yeah and so and i was like and i i, I messed him like hey i can't meet this week but let's meet next week in the meantime don't touch anything stop it and went from like a 380 to like a 540 row as because he just stopped adding new asset groups so my opinion would be if you have 42 asset groups do not touch it period nothing don't touch it for three weeks if you can don't reduce it by a dollar don't touch it you will see and i have literally no joke i have six campaigns i could point to right now that i can hop in the change history like start no change and it's just like it just keeps getting better and better and better and better and better. Dude, so Give it you time. use this as a jumping off point for you to talk about why 90 days is no longer the thing? Yes. 90 days is what we used to measure when you hire solutions. It's like, so what do you expect? Like in the first 90 days, we should be fully optimized. Now it takes 45 days just to see what we built, how it's going to even start to work. So 45 days is like now the, the day 46 is day zero. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, the 90 days no longer is is if you're and you said it best if it's inbound search on keywords yeah 90 days should be able to figure out inbound search on keywords now it's like how many people in the masses can you impress and then with your with your new brand and then get them to engage and convert and remark and then have a second purchase that's gonna take 45 days just to get its footing and then start off on this. So that 90 data is no longer applied. And what's funny is when, and I do this all the time now with just even consultation calls, sales calls, like how long it's gonna take? No idea. That is the, that's- Long that's as the, it takes. That's the honest answer. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what's horrible about this whole thing is the honest answer is I have a campaign type that I used to have 10 years of data to look back. Now I got about 74 days. Well, dude, so here's the thing is people knew, like when you were, back in the day when we were running Facebook ads and you, people people came to us say, hey, I know it takes some time. I know it takes time to warm up. I know it takes time to build the audience. So like that narrative is something people are receptive to. The problem is, is because Google was so intent-based, everybody was just like, oh yeah, this should happen tomorrow, right? And now that, 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 now that that's changing, this is going to be a drum that we have to beat often. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually look at month over month trends now, more than anything. Um, we've done two turnarounds for two very large companies, both spending over half a million dollars a month. And one of them spending four times that. Right. And what's funny is um, when you look day over day, it's like, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the trend line, it's like this, whoop. it just goes like, it was like, went down, started here. Now look up now in the, in the micro view, it's like this. But <laughs> just, I need a gif of you just doing this. <laughs> so I get this. <laughs> it's my little Josh crab. 
but that's the thing. It's like it looks really, really terrible to the tune of like ten thousand dollars. But then in the overall trend, you're like, oh, we gained twenty percent. Well, twenty percent of a million dollars is two hundred grand. Again, we're not talking about every client's gonna be like that and be big, but looking at this from a micro view doesn't mean anything. Um, it doesn't. And I look at the, I have a meeting daily with the big client where like what happened yesterday. It's is weird. So. Yeah, we just have to make sure that we're looking at this thing from a macro view and give it enough time. Um, if you don't have six months now or a year, don't do performance max. That's honest. Um, that's as honest as I can do. It, it's that now give it three months. And if three months, there's not some trending lines of, yes, it's starting to work better and we can see some consistency. Okay, we have to reevaluate. Um, you start to see signs of life. But that's more about the offer too. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to think about like, are you also selling on Amazon? Yeah, well, there you go. Like you just yeah. kind of shot this whole thing in the foot. We just, we well, just made your Amazon account. Well, Max is going to go feed Amazon. Right, right. We just, and we had this a couple of times where we're like, uh, man, we can't get over 1X ROAS. How's Amazon? Amazon's been blowing up. We're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <You're going back. laughs> what a coincidence that is. I know. I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> All we did was just impress the masses and tell people exactly what you have to offer. Then they went and bought it somewhere else. Uh, we've got a question. John Ray, how important is enhanced conversions for lead campaigns? Uh, if I should do it, will turning that on a race and or restart all learning I've built up in my account over the last two years? Anywhere between 5 and 15% more conversions you'll see. 15% if, you're using, uh, if you were using analytics, 5% if you're using tag. Now, there is no enhanced conversions in analytics as the conversion action. That's why the conversion action of analytics is poor to use as a as a, uh, a conversion action source. But if you're if you're going to use um, enhanced conversions, 5% normally, like 5.6 is the official number from Google recently. And then they're like, so up to 17%. It's like, yeah, you had one person one time get 17%. I haven't seen it. We have 200 accounts. But I would say about 5%. So nothing's going to happen. You're just, all you're doing is submitting it to Google. Essentially, and Google's going to look at that and say, yep, that's the data we saw coming uh, through the campaigns too. You get the conversion. And it so, shouldn't reset learning at all, right? Because it's an overlay. It's not a, no. cool. Yeah, all you're doing is, hey, I'm tracking the same thing, but you're just doing the, the old Google Big Brother double check. Like, <laughs> uh, Theodore Malesovic. Hi, guys. Did you awesome have a name? I know. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you have a situation where PMAX campaigns, extensions, call out site linking snippets do not get any impressions after four weeks is for a lead gen campaign? That just means you were taking that a search, right? Like PMAX decided display is where you go. Well, you know what's funny is because Performance Max is not a channel specific, um, uh, channel specific campaign, what ends up happening is a lot of times you, it bids a little bit too low on a high amount of relevancy for those to show. Now, I have not yet had that happen, but depending upon the budget, depending upon where those sales are coming from. For example, it's like for lead generation campaign, your YouTube's crushing it and Discover's doing well and Display's doing awesome and you very rarely, seldomly get a click on, on the search search campaign. Uh, yeah, like, and, and everyone's seen this. If you hop into ad preview and diagnosis and you Google the keyword you're bidding on a search and it says, your ad's shown, two extensions were not eligible to show. Why? Because you're too low. So those aren't firing. So it could be a mix of that. It all just depends on where you're getting your conversions. Uh, Khalid is turning off an asset group after getting 3000 impressions with no clicks. A good idea. <laughs> Everybody be this. Uh, I've had two different scenarios this last week. And this is why I'm laughing is because the asset groups overlap. <laughs> well, it's funny because, because the asset groups overlap, it's like, I have two asset groups and I have 3000 impressions with no clicks and I have 3000 impressions with no clicks. You turn this one off, now you got 6,000 impressions with no clicks. Like, it just moves over. <laughs> so uh, I would say yes. Um, if you do have other asset groups that are performing, absolutely turn it off. Um, something's not right there, whether it's going after the wrong signal or it's getting too much. Um, Dude, I don't think 3,000 impressions is that many impressions with PMAX. Not on PMAX, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're like, hey, I have all this good stuff here and this little asset group that's just weird just pause it yeah um, but i mean early stage in the first six weeks of the initial campaign build or three weeks of testing maybe yeah so what it's doing is it's testing audiences and those impressions we don't know where it's coming from is it display is it discovers it youtube is it geo gsp but the other part though too is look at what your other campaigns are doing if you have three thousand impressions and no clicks and the other campaigns have six thousand impressions and one click yeah it's on track but mm -hmm. if it's if it's still not getting any clicks and everything else is working okay you can't That's the rule. It. Look yeah. at it com in comparison and in context. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Max Vanders, 
Oh, uh, man, you guys have awesome name. I'm named after a toilet. I'm John. Like, it sucks. <laughs> awesome is a cool name. I just got picked on. That wasn't a cool name at all. Possum <laughs> uh, <laughs> like possum. The TSA likes it. When starting a PMAX, do you pause your display campaigns or there's no point because PMAX will kill it anyway? Talking about acquisition only and remark I think he meant and not remarketing campaigns. Yeah, so here's the problem with Performance Max is I have seen eventually it will steal about 80% of the traffic away from other campaigns if it doesn't have uh well, no, sorry, not if. It will steal 80% by default, but then the other campaigns will still run. And then you give a little more budget to me, Max, and then those campaigns stop. Because what ends up happening is if you have a, let's just use some round numbers. I have 100 people, and Performance Max has enough money to capture 80% of them. And then the rest of the 20 goes into the other campaigns. That's why you see all of the other campaigns reduce, and then Performance Max spike. But then if you give $20 more to Performance Max, now that 80 people in Performance Max can turn to 100 people in Performance Max. And the other campaigns may run just very little or not at all. So the rule is if Performance Max will have better performance, speculating, it's Google speculating, if it thinks it will earn the spot in the auction. If not, then it will not earn that spot in the auction and the other campaigns will run fine. It's a complete random oddity though. And in the first week, you might run 50-50. Week two, might run 80-20. Week, week six, you might run 70-30, like 70% Performance Max, 30% everything else. Um, it all just depends on is Google thinking it's going to have better performance. So what I usually do is run everything together and if performance max still does have better performance, but my other campaigns are still getting impressions and clicks and it's not as good. Yeah. Then I pause them. It just becomes a, who's going to win, whether it wins by the auction or win by performance in my control. That's how I, that's how I've been leveraging it. Dave Fogel says, don't worry, John, it's so blurry. We can't see it anyway. As I'm saying, Dave, I, like we said last week, get some glasses, man. I want to go drinking with Dave. I feel like he's, he's like Ron Swanson. You know, like he, he's got some jaded opinions I need to hear. Uh, Khalid said, Kasim, thanks a lot for the excellent ad world presentation. Thank you, Khalid. Any nice. update regarding a paid Slack or private community? It's funny you ask that. I just bought a little app on AppSumo today and had my, uh, my EA configure it. So we're looking at a potential community app for Solutions 8. Um, it's more to, to have our members talk to each other. So it's going to be a lot of cross-pollination and probably very little intervention from us, uh, but that could be coming. And I don't know if we're going to charge for it or, I, you know, our monetization is, is service-based. We're not here to make money out of the community, but there's something about serving the community that makes us way better. So, you know, it's not just a philanthropic endeavor. I, I, it's definitely something I want to invest in. We just have to find a way to do it without, without occupying John's time. Y'all, if you see his calendar, it's insane. It's insane. So you know, we just got. I had sixteen meetings yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was making fun of you today. We we had our all hands meeting, and I was like, "Where's John?" And I was like, "Oh, he has two meetings right now." <laughs> I know. I don't even have time to go to our own meetings. Uh, Dave Ashley, uh, you always say max conversion value has a default of two hundred percent ROAS. When does that come into play? When you do not set up T ROAS. If you don't set it, then Google sets that for you as a default, but you don't know. And Google doesn't tell us that in their documentation, Dave Ashley. So that's just behind the scenes data for you. The reason they're doing this is because the uneducated that are, well, the uneducated, the uneducated that are just running, they're like, I started a performance max campaign. It said to use maximized conversion value. So I did. And it works because it's saving them from themselves and not knowing how to control it. So it's like, well, maybe let's just set them up for, for success. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Michael, what's the best strategy for webinar to sales page? I've heard set the goal for purchase rather than leads. What about bid strategy? Thanks. So it depends again on channel. Typically what I like to do though is your data and your success is heavily going to play into what you do on the front end. If you have a hundred people going to a webinar and one person purchases, you need to use a target CPA approach on the opt-ins. If you send 100 people to the website and 20 people, or 20 people, 100 people to opt in and 20 people convert, then you're going to use conversion value and import those conversions if you're not already tracking them. Remember, Google is going to need repeatability and it needs consistency and it needs a minimum amount of volume, more than five in a week. So if you say, hey, every once in a while I get a sale, that's not enough data for it to optimize towards. So you have to optimize, well, what am I willing to pay for an opt-in and drive that cost down? Make sure you're not 
not limiting the quality though by paying too little. I can I can send you a thousand leads tomorrow. Now they're going to come from Click Farms and they're going to cost you a penny, but no one's going to buy. So just know that sometimes squeezing costs is going to also erode quality. So if you have enough conversion value and if you have enough repeatability on the conversion page and you see the purchases are consistent, the frequent, and you know you can still feed those purchases into Google, then use conversion value and make sure that you're actually only optimizing towards those sales. So what I mean by that is if you have enough consistency, like, hey, every day I have two or three people buying, perfect. Don't even count the opt-ins now. Only count the sales and use that as your as your uh, conversion action to which you measure your campaign line. Uninclude those other ones. Yvonne is on here trolling us. I didn't know that until now. He's logged in as Solutions 8 and he's running polls. The first one is, would you prefer to listen to John or John on 0.75 speed? <laughs> Next poll is, where has Gossam spent more money, books or AppSumo? <laughs> That's definitely Yvonne. That's definitely I love Yvonne. it. Yeah. That's our CTO, everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one of the leaders of our organization. Yeah. Um, our, our upper management's trolling us. Real quick, <laughs> shout out for Yvonne. Um, Yvonne set up something for his... Uh, Yvonne's from Ukraine, which is going through a tough time right now. And so they've they've got this really awesome initiative where they took some people that have been you know displaced or otherwise lost their jobs that are in Ukraine, high, high senior level software engineers, and they're trying to push the works their way. So if you've got websites, apps, software, anything that you want built, um, you're going to get a kick-ass deal and uh, maybe more importantly, you're going to help some people. So uh, I'll drop this link into our chat right now for anybody who wants it. That's awesome. Uh, next up. Arms of Andes. How can we feed our search campaign and old PMAX campaigns into one correctly hyper-segmented new PMAX campaign? Should we create the new PMAX campaign and immediately cut off the old spend in half? <laughs> uh, let's see. How can we feed our search campaign an old PMAX campaign? You have an old P There's only two months old. How do you have an old months? Well, we could have had it in 2019 if they're part of the beta. That's true. All right. So how can we feed our search uh, and into one correctly segmented new PMAX campaign? Uh, I'm trying to figure out if it's e-commerce or lead gen. It's e-commerce. Uh, these are the, um, what do they do? They've been on before a bunch Got of it. times. So what I would do is I would actually, I do this, um, go back 90 days in your search campaigns, export your search terms that had one conversion or more add a new asset group in the new asset group. You're adding two signals. One signal is the people who have searched for these terms on Google, paste those there. The next signal is going to be the people who have this purchase intention, paste those there. Another asset group is then going to be all of your all of your keywords that have more than one conversion. In the last 90 days that is going to mean a different asset group um and then do that in two different ways people with these purchase intentions or people who are searching these on google so you're going to have two asset groups both asset groups are going to have two signals each so four signals total your search terms two different ways your search keywords two different ways bam um hey we have a new member leo hey. number 26. uh appreciate you john rollo they see me rollo for PMAX free commerce, should I do max conversions and have conversions for each step of the process? Add to cart, start checkout, continue checkout transactions, or should I just use transactions? I like just transactions. Um, make sure it's not from analytics. So when you said transactions, that's the default nomenclature for when you're importing a conversion action from analytics. So make sure that you're using Google Tag Manager and not analytics, just in case you are. But I like transactions. Reason being is Google sees more than what we think it sees. And if anybody wants to combat that, hop into your columns and go into conversions and scroll down a little bit and see ones called revenue, cost of sale, cost of goods, and see these things that says, this is in beta. Actually, I'll show you. It's really crazy. So Google already knows what's happening. They don't need you to actually uh, give this, this data. That's why this is important because everyone's saying, do I count it? Do I not count it? Yes. If you do not count it, it's not going to, it's not going to optimize towards it. Or sorry, if you if you do count it, it's going to optimize towards it, which means it could go off in the wrong direction because that's now a conversion that Google's going to spiral out of control on. If you don't count it, doesn't matter. It still sees it at least and is using it as an indication to am I heading in the right direction? That's how it's self-analyzing. That's why it takes like 20 days to converge because it's, it's seeing this. So check this out. Inside of conversions, if you look down oh, yeah, here, share your thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, cool. You'll see. Uh, I'll do this again. Uh, so inside of here, let's do this. Inside of conversions. 
scroll down a little bit further and you're going to see orders, average card size, average order value, cost of goods sold, gross profit, revenue. And you hover over it and it says, this metric's in beta. Uh, orders is the number of transactions completed on our website that are attributable to clicks on this ad. This means here's your conversion tracking without having to set up conversion tracking. How? Because it sees everything in every way. So my, my, my um, reasoning for not counting it is because it sees it automatically. But if you do count it and you have a lot of abandoning the cards, Google is going to use its bidding strategy to say, I won. I got you 100 added cards today at a cost per add the card of $4. I'm set. Then how do you control that? How do you grow that? How do you scale that? How do you stop that from happening more? Well, you already taught six weeks worth of PMAX into the wrong direction. Crap. Now you got to redo the whole thing over again. Dude, this is my biggest fear with PMAX. And maybe you can answer my question here. There's there are no golden rules with PMAX. There's a lot of really educated assumptions that you're going to make. And you're going you're gonna to run a PMAX campaign for some time in a direction. I feel like PMAX is really hard to pivot. So if you want to change audiences, you have like brand new assets, a whole new offer, a whole new hook. I'm like, the best I can do is, you know, we got to burn this to the ground and start from absolute zero because it doesn't feel like once you've set this thing off in a direction, it doesn't feel like you can reel it back. I have a, a, a cheat sheet for everyone. I've stopped spam this way too, multiple times, really well. If you start a Performance Max campaign. Lock Ukraine. <laughs> don't let a bond near your Google ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Yvonne's amazing at Google ads, which is like, it's, I mean, it's just a, a, a kudos to him for being able to be like, oh, brain surgery. I can learn that. Um, he, he, he is a genius, which is great. But the, the cheat sheet of this is if you're, if you went off in the wrong direction accidentally on performance max, clone the performance max campaign, but before you enable it, replicate your conversion action. When you change your conversion action, you reset and use your performance max in a way that does not count account level goals it has campaign level goals so this way when you change the conversion action you take your conversion action and you create a custom conversion action not the purchases one so now you're removing it from the category to which it tries to actually scan all of the conversion actions and i think primary is counted you add a new conversion action you make it a custom conversion action you use your performance max campaign that you cloned into a campaign level goal and the campaign level goal is that custom conversion action restart this way you don't have to rebuild everything you hit literally copy paste you paste the campaign you change the conversion action go yeah you lost time but you don't have to like try to steer the ship back in the right direction you're basically just resetting it and use a different conversion action so it doesn't learn off the old one the conversion actions are a lot like facebook's pixel they're, they're adding data to the pixel the way that they're, you know what I mean? Like the pixel was independent of all campaigns. And the more you aged your pixel and the more the pixel learned, the better the campaign's got. Conversion action can do the same thing. Same thing, yep. And so your your conversion action is account-wide, not campaign-wide. So change your conversion action. Dave goes, I bet John is a ton of fun at parties. <laughs> Actually, Dave, what I... <laughs> So funny. Uh, Abir Sayed, uh, follow up. If first click makes PMAX look weak, do you optimize on account row as? How do you know if PMAX actually sucks? You're not a fan of data driven attribution for this? Question mark. Gotcha. Uh, follow up first. Let me just read it again. If first click makes PMAX look weak. I don't know why I'm here. I have one job, but I'm not even that <laughs> no, good at it. If someone reads something to me, I'm like, that, that sounded cool. What was that again? Like, I don't know why. It doesn't absorb. I have to like slow myself down reading so I can analyze every word so I understand what I'm building the story in my mind. All right, so I, uh, first click does not make PMAX look weak. It actually makes it look strong. But because... It, it look weak in the beginning because... Right. It, yeah. There's existing traffic that it didn't earn yet. <laughs> I should now, stop answering. I'm like, John, I get it. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> so it does make it actually look strong. It makes it look stronger than data-driven. It makes it look stronger than anything because PMAX is running search, YouTube, GSP, shopping, discover, display. It is the first one to earn the click. Even if they come back through the brand, data-driven actually makes it look weaker now because the brand had more conversions. So first click is the strongest attribution for PMAX because it is doing the most outbound work. It deserves the most amount of credit. Now, I actually like to use a model comparison tool, and you'll find out that if you run a brand campaign and it's like a click on the website in Performance Max and two brand clicks, data-driven actually is like, hey, your brand's doing better. That's wrong. So data-driven is like its interpretation. Well, what is it interpreting? The, the actions of people are taking. Well, what actions are people taking? Whatever they take. 
So what that means is that if it's Thank going to nothing. skew more towards brand, it just means that like, oh, brand's the better campaign. No, it just had more clicks. It didn't do any more work. It's the brand campaign. Where did it come from? Oh, it actually came from first click attributed to Pmax. Well, why not track that way? So first click does look weak in the beginning if it's starting to overtake an existing campaign, but then it's earning more data. And then as soon as the first click it earns by itself converts, then it looks very strong from there on out. We've got five minutes. You want to rapid fire? Let's do it. If you have a client with a $30 a day budget, is it worth doing 15 in search and 15 in Pmax or would you put it all in search? I would not take that client. Okay. <laughs> $30 a day, honestly, is not worth doing any Pmax um, at all. Um, I would, uh, I run Pmax at $100 a day minimums. Um, and that's the point where I finally say like, okay, this can work after six weeks. I, I have no, I've never tried it that low. So I would say search is probably your better idea. Dave says I can't get enhanced conversions to work. Dave, go hire the Ukrainians at Save IT in UA and they'll fix it for you. Arms of Andy. I think that's just Yvonne. It probably is. He's like, oh, I have a whole <laughs> team behind me. They're, yeah, exactly. It's a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nonprofit organization. We're here, we're here to help. I just uh, have a huge salary. <laughs> We have a listing group with 14. You just defined all nonprofits. We have a listing group of uh, with 14.7.17 ROAS, but 68 clicks, and a more realistic listing group with 4.74 ROAS with 28, 21 clicks. How can we scale these while keeping a ROAS as high as possible above four? Just slowly add budget. Don't do anything with the bidding strategy. Slowly add budget. Remember, it's a month game, not a day and week game. You every single month. And then what I mean by that is don't add in money over like only month to month. Just slowly add it and track it for months. Amanda Houghton, uh, in building asset groups, how important is your audience size? I'm in a small country of 5 million people in total. So targeting to a, uh, so it's like targeting a small U.S. city. Could some asset groups or audiences be too small? Yes. Yeah, so when you're targeting small geographical regions, it's actually not as damaging as it was before. And so what that means is that it's going to take one keyword, multiply by 10,000 different broadly matched keywords, and then give you that. So it's, it's as big as you could possibly reach inside of those 5 million people. So obviously the more people, the better, but with 5 million, my opinion, long tail uh, DSKs inside of an asset group help. So I've loaded up with, let's say 50 long tail DS, DSK type keywords, um, which is the old display search keywords, essentially like how you're tracking people on, on display campaigns. Uh, and those 50 will turn into no joke, 10,000 search terms in the first week. So just know that Keep them long tail though, because Google's going to take it and just be like, everything that's related to this. So don't say like shoe, because like shoe, clothes, feet. You know, if you say like, you know, best high heel shoe in red, it's like, okay, best high heel, best you know, dress shoe, like that kind of stuff. Like it's going to go, it's going to go broad. Shoes, <laughs> clothes, feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, Max likes oh. names. Everybody's asking about my calendar. It's very, it's top secret, y'all. I'm very busy and important. Um, <laughs> I do spend money on hair care products. Thank you, Dave. Uh, this doesn't happen naturally. Uh, Khalid, is non-optimized title in the feed will affect the products in Pmax campaign? Yes. yes, your listing group is your shopping campaign in Performance Max. So all the same same standard operating procedure applies for optimization. Uh, Arms of Andes, saludos from Peru. Uh, we're e-commerce for sustainable clothes that we make here in Lima. Thanks for all the great info. Awesome. I want to go to Peru. Let's go hang out with Arms of Andes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, 5 million people is not a small U.S. city. Well, <laughs> I see 5 million people is a small audience, though, I think is what she was saying. Yeah, because, well, it's funny. It's 5 million people. You got to imagine half of those are going to be children or maybe a third. Um, then you have the other third be possibly elderly who might not be you know, engaged uh, on, on digital platforms. <laughs> We're about to get canceled here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the people that are actively searching online with money. People that identify as gray and. Uh, yeah, the uh, more wise ones. <laughs> the, the wiser, yeah. Um, Y'all, we love you dearly and deeply. Thank you so much for your ongoing support uh, of the channel of Solutions Ocho. Um, we're going to do this every Friday at 1 o'clock Pacific. And uh, John, last words to you. Oh, uh, oh, brand. I'm going to shoot a video on brand. I'm making it right after we hang up here. Um, brand is no longer a dirty word uh, instead of Google ads. It was 
when you're bidding just on keywords and you don't want to bid on your own brand name because you're not doing anything. Um, but there's gonna be a video coming out of why you want brand inside of Performance Max. Uh, that's gonna be really good. So stay tuned for that because I think that that's gonna help a lot of people um, that have, have a lot of misunderstanding understandings of how brand gets into Performance Max. Uh, that's gonna be stay tuned. So just know that if brand is in your performance max, it's actually a good thing. I have a lot of data that shows how a lot of new customers after running PMAX are coming back through even just a brand campaign at a three X rate that they were before. So stay tuned for that. I just ran a new poll. Oh, what's the poll? Should we fire Yvonne? <laughs> <laughs> if this, let, you know what? Let's just let's go with the results. Let, I yep. mean, this Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> this is it. Fade of on. Yeah, that's so funny. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Friday. I voted yes. <laughs> He's like, please release me. Fried <laughs> free. All right, y'all. Uh, please let me go. <laughs> awesome, everyone. Well, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all for tuning in and see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Kasim here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.